What's up, guys? Lucas Sales Awesome Athletes here with Kevin Gowdy. Uh, Kevin is from Southern California area, San Luis Obispo. Santa Barbara, Santa yeah. Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo. Been kind of all over the past couple years. But. Yeah, he bounced around. Uh, I ran into Kevin a couple years ago when I was down at Westmont, and he was doing some rehab coming off Tommy John. But uh, Kevin was a second-round draft pick yep. back in seven, 16. 16. Um, and he passed up a scholarship to go to UCLA to go to the draft. So just one thing I want to talk about off the bat is what was that decision process like if you are a, you know, all the high school prospects out there right now that have scholarship offers to some pretty big schools and then get that call, you know, million dollar signing bonus, whatever it might be. What kind of went into it for you and that whole process? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a pretty crazy time just with uh, all the scouts coming out and kind of feeling that pressure to perform in front of scouts. Mm -hmm. um, and I was so back and forth on the, the decision. I was like, I remember at one point I was like, hey, I'm gonna sign for sure. And then one point I was like, hey, I'm ready to tell teams like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna go to college. And I just remember it being a crazy time and uh, it ended up working out in my favor. And I kind of got the money that I wanted and was just ready to go get it and sign and yeah. start my pro career. I mean, obviously you can't really, I don't know if there really is a wrong choice there. You have two great options. You still yeah. have a great program, great school. Yeah, Could have spent sure. three to four years there. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, being drafted in the second round is a pretty big deal, yeah. obviously. What, uh, was, was there any like one big deciding factor in that? Or was it just a, you know, a accumulation of a bunch of different things? Or mm, I, would say, I would say it kind of came down to the money. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, I hope that doesn't come off as the wrong way. But I think <laughs> it's one of those things you just can't really pass up that kind of money. And I think just signing gave me the opportunity just to focus so much more on baseball. And especially going through Tommy John, like not having to worry about going to class and homework mm -hmm. and studying and really just being able to, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. or whatever, just really focus on that rehab and just coming back a better pitcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a couple guys here that are either coming out of high school or, you know, coming from a JUCO that are transferring to a four-year and have some pretty good offers, but will also probably get a call in the draft. And one of the guys I was talking with, he was like, yeah, uh, based on my number, I'm kind of thinking about it as what is two years or four years at the school that I'm going to? Right. What does that work to me, numbers-wise? Right. And then you can kind of use that to decide, like, okay, if I get this amount of money, maybe I'll consider signing, or maybe right. I'll pass right. up. And, and, and that really can just simplify it, I think. I mean, you, you get that X amount of money, mm -hmm. and you say, hey, if I get this or over, I'm going to sign, and if I don't, I'm going to college, and it's really just how you look at it, and yeah. you can really simplify it that way. And if you know that going into it, it's easier than just to kind of get the call and be like, oh, wait, this much, that sounds good, but right. I don't really know. Right, um, exactly. So think about it beforehand, obviously. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, just kind of have a plan going into it. Sounds so you don't like get blindsided. Right. Sounds like it's working out for you. Yeah. You're, yeah. Uh, you're loving it. Um, Having fun so far. Yeah. Um, so in the Phillies organization. Yep. We are obviously spring training got cut short, but yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. We are. We're in the hiatus right now, but yeah. just piecing it together right now and trying to keep it going. Yeah. And you're you're a Boris guy too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got to be. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. And what what Boris did that I really loved that they did for me was just like kind of explain the importance of college and like mm -hmm. how much development can be made in college. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see guys like Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer, all these guys who went to college and you see just how much they developed and just like how, how their education, obviously they don't need their education per se right now, but how much it could have helped them down the road. Right. And then you also see guys, you know, like the Clayton Kershaw's and the other guys like that who signed out of high school and had immediate success. So, I mean, I'd say it's different for everybody. 
You know, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, there's different paths, and people have had success going straight out of high school and had success going to college. Um, another, or just a roadblock, I guess, that you've hit down the road in your career that a lot of people struggle with is the yips. I have. Now, I that have. was was that when you were coming back from surgery? Yeah, it was. And uh, obviously, I mean, I've experienced in my life, and it's something that, you know, basically you just can't throw strikes. You know, yeah. Or if you're playing catch, you just can't throw the ball. Yep. You s- become super aware of where your arm is in space. You're trying to just kind of like yeah. guide it in there. Yeah, and you start taking advice from everybody, and everybody seems to have a cure to fix it. And mm-hmm. you're at the point where you're so desperate, you'll just take any advice, to, yeah. which messes you up even more because then you start thinking more. Overthinking. And, and just drive yourself into the ground trying to figure it out. Yeah. I know that personally when I was – I don't even – if you want to call it the issue, want to call it bad control, whatever you want to call it. When I was at kind of the worst of it, the thing that helped, seemed to help me the most was when I was playing catch, if I was talking to someone, if I was joking around, if I was like playing quick catch, hey, like act yeah. like I'm Derek yeah, Jeter, no like just kind of going back to almost like playing wiffle ball in your backyard with your friends, right. like that sort of mentality, like right. you kind of become an athlete again. But I was just curious for people back at home that possibly have the yips or struggle commanding the ball or maybe used to be able to control it pretty, pretty easily in there you know, hitting a speed bump in that, in that sense. What, uh, yeah. what advice do you have for them? What kind of helped you kind of climb out of that hole? And Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, just to piggyback kind of what off you said, like it's one of those things, like you've been throwing a baseball since you were four or five years mm-hmm. old, so you know how to do it, and you've been doing it for so long. So, like, having something to, like, kind of take your mind off it will help so much just to whether it be, like, like you said, talking with friends or like singing a song in your head or anything like that, just to kind of distract your mind from it. The Eagles, yeah, take it easy. Uh, <laughs> take it easy. We had a, uh, I was on the uh, podcast probably a couple months ago and we were talking mm-hmm. about this and uh, just, we had a uh, mental skills coach that I ended up working with and like she had these just super out there ideas that we were talking about. Like she had me like, I was playing catch with a softball and like singing a song out loud while I was throwing and like just anything to kind of like take your mind off it, you know? And like, it ended up like almost immediately just unlocking for me. And like, I was distracted and I was like, what are we doing out here? And I was like, I wonder if like the other guys are like seeing me and like thinking about like how dumb I look right now. And then all of a sudden I just like threw four fastballs like right into the catcher's chest. And I was like, wait a sec. It just like unlocked just like that. And like all of a sudden it was just, there again you know and like well i remember so jake mckinley who's now pitching coordinator with the brewers and he used to coach at Jessup, and then he was mm-hmm. at menlo before that we we're having a conversation about this and he was saying if you want to mess anyone up doing anything try to explain what they're doing while they're doing it so next time you go and you're walking try to explain how to walk while you're walking you're like okay well you lift your left leg at the time that your right arm sw- and then you start saying that you start thinking about it, and all of a sudden you become robotic yeah so exactly even this task that's so simple that you do every single day if you start overthinking it you can get in your own way yeah so as yeah. you said just kind of if you're singing if you're thinking about anything else and then yeah. trying to kind of throw almost on autopilot you'll probably throw way better yeah well it's one of those things too like they talk about like writing your signature and like you can do it a million times, but the minute you think about it, it's just like, yeah. wait, what do I do again? Or so just something is, like that, you know? Like, yeah. it's such a simple daily task. Or even, like, I've been, like, playing some guitar lately, and, like, mm-hmm. I can play guitar fine, and then when I'm trying to, like, teach someone, I'm like, wait, wait where, where, do where, where do I go? Because, like, your mind just knows what to do, but the minute you start questioning mm-hmm. it, it's just, like, you just kind of freeze a little bit. Well, I know, personally, I think we've all played with people growing up where uh, my dad would always say, that kid is great if there's a bang, bang, play at first, right? Like he's playing third base short yeah. and he's got to pick up the ball, throw it to first as fast as yep. he can. Perfect. 
The second there's a one hopper at him, he looks up and he's got all day to throw, and he starts kind of crow hopping, kind of double clutching. All of a sudden, one hops yeah. and he throws it over yeah, because they have time sure. to think about it. Yep. So that kind of just goes hand in hand with that. Um, but yeah, just take your mind off it. You're an athlete, obviously. You you played yeah. before. You can throw. That's why I, I kind of love like plow balls. Besides just the drills themselves, like you're able to not worry about where the ball's going. Exactly. And just kind of relax and throw, and you can kind of like start to feel like, oh wait, I feel athletic. I can throw normally. Yeah. And then it kind of helps transition to to baseball. But, yeah, no doubt. Um, before we go, just want to kind of discuss your pitching repertoire. We got a baseball. Sure. Uh, sure. Obviously, you got decent stuff. Second round draft pick. Um, so what kind of pitches did you throw and what grips you got and any cues you have for the people at home? Yeah, so I, so I go four seam fastball slider and then kind of a split change. It's almost like a Fosh. Um, the, uh, four seam is just pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have kind of these like first knuckles, like really right on the seam, just cause I feel like it helps me like, like kind of just rip through the ball a little yeah. bit. Um, and then slider I'll go kind of pretty standard, like slider grip. Just a little like offset, if you can see that right there. And yeah. really just thinking about, for me, I have to think like a true 12-6 curveball when really? I throw my slider. Yeah, because when I try to think fastball or even think slider, I end up just staying behind it. And I kind of just cut the ball a little bit. So, you know, I still have that vertical lift and stuff that I don't want in the slider. Right. So I'll really just grip it really hard and just try to throw a curveball. And it comes out as a slider for me. So... One day, I mean, I'd like to start working on a curveball, but we'll have to we'll do figure it. some stuff out. We got you. <laughs> and then the uh, the split change was actually a grip I developed, or I was taught up at Driveline this past year. And uh, coming Did Rob back... Rob Hill teach it to you? No, it was actually Bill okay. Diesel. Okay. And uh, coming off of Tommy John, I had a pretty good change up before, and then just uh, since surgery, like I was really just throwing like a slow fastball. Like the ball would really just come out. It was just a true like traditional forcing grip and the ball would really just come out pretty much like just like a fastball. And so it was like pretty much a BP fastball. Yeah, Yeah, like 85 BP fastball. So we started working on this grip and if you can see that right there, it's it's awesome because it kind of just takes like the thinking out of it and the feel out of it. And you can really just like- Some common themes here. Rip it, yeah. Don't think, just throw it hard. It's pretty much it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I like this grip because, like I said, you don't have to really, like, think about that, like, feel of a changeup. Right. You can kind of just, like, rip it, and the ball will kind of come out, like, with that side spin mm-hmm. from that grip. and Kill some V-break. Kill some vertical break and get that horizontal run and get the spin down, and I've, I've liked it so far. Perfect. Well, Kevin, appreciate you. Appreciate you having me, man. Thanks for coming on. Real-